Welcome fellow seekers, my name is Nathan, and this is the Law of One and Spiritual Concepts podcast, where I share my interpretations of the Law of One and other related topics. Today we'll be discussing the concept of wanderers as identified in the Law of One. Diving right in, we'll start by looking at what a wanderer is. They are entities that are from a higher density who wish to be of service to a third density planet where there is a calling for aid. These entities would be what we call extraterrestrials that choose to wander and incarnate in our third density experience as a mind-body-spirit complex such as our own and go through the forgetting process to fully become a third density entity without their past memories or understandings from the higher densities. Because of this, Ra even compares the wanderer to an infant with the memory of speech in the infant's undeveloped mind, but the ability to practice this is not immediately available due to the limitations of the infant's body complex that it has chosen. So how many wanderers are there on Earth now incarnate? As of 1981, Ra had indicated that there was an excess of 60 million approaching 65 million, and this was back when our population was at 4.5 billion. So currently, today, we're around 7.9 billion in 2022 here, so you can only imagine how much this number has increased since 1981. This is also amplified by the fact that we're at the end of our 75,000 year master cycle which is made up by three 25,000-year major cycles. With this last 25,000-year major cycle being the most desirable for wanderers to incarnate at that time, Ra indicates this in session 70.16, where they say there have only been a few wanderers who have been incarnate on our planet for the past 50,000 years, but that this last cycle of 25,000 years has had many more which have come for this harvest. Ra further explains why this time of harvest is so desirable for wanderers to incarnate here in session 52.9, where they say, quote, There are several reasons for incarnation during harvest. They may be divided by the terms of self and other self. The overriding reason for the offering of these brothers and sisters of sorrow in incarnative states is the possibility of aiding other selves by the lightning of the planetary consciousness distortions and the probability of offering catalysts to other selves, which will increase the harvest. There are two other reasons for choosing this service which have to do with the self. The wanderer, if it remembers and dedicates itself to service, will polarize much more rapidly than it is possible in the far more ideolated realms of higher density catalyst. The final reason is within the mind-body-spirit complex totality, or the social memory complex totality, which may judge that an entity or members of a societal entity can make use of the third density catalyst to recapitulate a learning teaching which is adjudged to be less than perfectly balanced. This especially applies to those entering into the proceedings through sixth density wherein the balance between compassion and wisdom is perfected. End quote. I know that was a little bit of a long quote there, but I feel like there's a lot of good information that's brought up by Ra in this session. We'll get into some of this later, but I wanted to bring up this quote now as more of an introduction. So which densities do these wanderers come from? 
Ra indicates they come from 4th, 5th, and 6th density, however, majority of them coming from 6th density. This is indicated in session 12.28, where Ra says the reason for this is the desire to serve must be distorted towards a great deal of purity of mind and what you may call foolhardiness or bravery, depending on your distortion complex judgment. The challenge, danger, of the wanderer is that it will forget its mission, become karmically involved, and thus be swept into the maelstrom from which it had incarnated to aid the destruction. End quote. From this, we can see it is no small task signing up to be a wanderer, since it is so easy to become karmically involved with the current state of Earth these days. Later, Ra also mentions in session 45.4 that majority of these sixth density wanderers are from the Ra social memory complex, with another large portion of these sixth density wanderers coming from those who attempted to aid the South American population, as well as another portion coming from those who are aiding Atlantis, all of which brother and sister groups of Ra of sixth density. So with some of those basic outlines out of the way about wanderers, I wanted to look at why do they sign up for this? Why do wanderers agree to do this? Or what is the driving factor? One of the main reasons has to do with what's known as the calling. This is a request for assistance, either through pain or in need, by third density entities that's made verbally or in thought. The Confederation of Planets, in service to the One Infinite Creator, of which Ra is a part of, are also referred to as the Brothers and Sisters of Sorrow, which we had mentioned earlier, move towards this calling and await this calling. They must wait for this in order to provide service to honor free will. If there is no calling, they have no ability to aid. Ra indicates the importance of the calling in session 14.18, in a part of this quote where they say, the general cause of service, such as the Confederation offers, is that of the primal distortion of the Law of One, which is service. The One Being of the creation is like unto a body, if you will accept this third density analogy. Would we ignore a pain in the leg, a bruise upon the skin, a cut which is festering? No, there is no ignoring a call. We, the entities of sorrow, Choose as our service the attempt to heal the sorrow which we are calling analogous to the pains of a physical body complex distortion. End quote. This analogy really seems to make sense to me, since we are all one, so if one is feeling pain, aren't we all? And if a group of us are, then that pain would be amplified. Although we have discussed this in previous episodes, I wanted to briefly go over how the calling operates again. It works in the way of numbers of entities calling sequentially doubles, which can dramatically strengthen this call without requiring majority of the people to technically be calling. The way this works is that the first calling is the cornerstone, is equal to 1. The second calling is equal to 4. The third calling is then equal to 8. And the fourth, 16. And so on from there. And as you can see, adds up fairly quickly allowing the Confederation to then provide us with service with a very few amount of people calling. Ross says that back in 1981, approximately 352,000 people were in the state of calling Ra. 
whereas 632 million were calling for service of the Confederation. With this amount of people calling, Raleigh indicated that it is meaningless to actually calculate this number out using our sequentially doubling or doubling effect mathematical equation since the number would be so large and close to finite. But this really puts in perspective the impact this has on the calling and how abundantly clear this must be to the confederation of the amount of aid that's needed here on earth at this time. Aside from the calling, wanderers also agree to sign up for this third density experience with pre-planned intentions. An example of this was mentioned by Ra in session 11.29 where they say the industrial revolution was planned by wanderers who incarnated in waves. I thought this particular point was interesting because I know this has been mentioned by other channels and psychics previously. Continuing on, it appears the overarching reason why entities agree to be wanderers and come to these planets is to be of service to the entities on them in whatever way is requested. This is mentioned in session 6511 and also ties in nicely with what we had mentioned earlier from session 52.9 where they also discuss the aim of wanderers is to use their vibratory patterns to lighten the planetary vibration as a whole, and through offering this catalyst, having the potential to awaken other entities to increase the harvest. But not only this, but also enlightening the planetary vibration as a whole through the wanderer's vibratory patterns also has the effect of reducing planetary disharmony and any results of this disharmony. I would imagine that, as the wanderer awakens and becomes aware of their service, that their vibration begins to raise, and in doing this, this also has a greater impact than enlightening the planetary consciousness and increasing their effectiveness. I think this also ties in nicely with Ra's discussion from 6512, where they talk about the three basic functions or abilities of wanderers. The first being a beacon or a shepherd, the second having to do with the calling or increasing the doubling effect of planetary love and light, whereas the third is unique to each wanderer having to do with some sort of special service they have to offer or unique abilities. I would think some examples of these abilities might be something to do with channeling or having an affinity for teaching, healing, or the arts, or any of these related activities that might offer service. I think it is also important to look back at 52.9 and consider that there's also benefits to the wanderer as the self as well. This tends to be the potential to greatly polarize much more rapidly in their higher densities of which they come from than which would be possible without wandering and gaining this experience here in third density. This is also discussed in session 36.17 where Ra says, the wanderer has the potential of greatly accelerating the density once it comes in its progression and evolution. This is due to the intensive life experiences and opportunities of the third density. Thusly, the positively oriented wanderer chooses to hazard the danger of the forgetting in order to be of service to others by radiating love of others. If the forgetting is penetrated, the amount of catalyst in third density will polarize the wanderer with much greater efficiency than shall be expected in the higher and more harmonious densities." End quote. 
I think this is kind of interesting because you'd think that entities of the higher densities would be able to provide the greatest service possible for their evolution and the evolution of all as one. However, it appears that being a wanderer is a much more greatly polarizing activity and going back to third density to learn these lessons and to potentially offer their service in this manner, which seems to be some type of calculated risk on their part in order to be of service to a third density planet in need while also potentially benefiting the wanderer's home social memory complex and density. After looking at why wanderers agree to do this, I wanted to look at what the risks are or what the catch is in agreeing to do this. I think the most apparent is that there's no guarantee a wanderer will remember their mission and may get caught up in the separation or disharmony or even bellicosity of our world, which creates karma. This therefore would require them to repeat their density to work off this karma before returning to their home density. To put this in perspective, Ra says in session 12.29 that an entity which acts in a consciously unloving manner in action with other beings can become karmically involved. This really seems to highlight how simple it is to become karmically entangled with this third density planet, and what a risk this is. I think this point also speaks to provide justification why negative entities are much less likely to wander. Once they have reached the density of wisdom, they realize it is not in their best interest to move back and risk the veil of forgetting process to join third density. This is also done in a selfish manner in that they do not want to risk depolarizing and losing any progress they've made on the path to service to self. Based on what we've looked at for the potential to become karmically involved, it appears quite possible and probable that a wanderer will acquire some sort of karmic entanglement from this wandering process. But this ends up showing the dedication they have to being of service and still willing to take on this mission. I think this is further intensified by what Ra says in session 36.24 when Don is asking about the percentage of wanderers on earth today that have been successful in penetrating the veil or the memory block. And where Ra says, we can approximate the percentage of those penetrating intelligently their status. This is between eight and a half and nine and three quarters percent. There's a larger percentile group of those who are fairly well-defined, shall we say, symptomology indicating to them that they are not of this, shall we say, insanity. This amounts to a bit over 50% of the remainder. Nearly one-third of the remainder are aware that something about them is different. End quote. Based on this, it appears that only eight and a half to nine and three quarters percent of wanderers are able to penetrate the veil and become aware of who they are. This percentage is very low, although there's also the remainder 50%, which at least know they're not of this earth, or as Ra calls it, this insanity. So it seems more likely the wanderer will at least realize they're not of the earth, or this planet that they have chosen to incarnate on. But beyond that, it appears unlikely the wanderer will be able to penetrate the veil and be able to remember the service they came here to provide. That being said, the wanderer still has the opportunity to provide effective service even if they're not able to penetrate the veil or completely remember their purpose for being here. 
they still have a great opportunity to provide the service and lighten the planetary vibration, or at least provide catalysts for other selves to increase the harvest. Another catch to wandering are physical ailments. This is identified in session 12.30, where Ra says, due to the extreme variance between the vibratory distortions of third density and those of the more dense densities, if you will, wanderers have, as a general rule, some form of handicap, difficulty, or feeling of alienation, which is severe. The most common of these difficulties are alienation, the reaction against the planetary vibration by personality disorders, as you would call them, and bodily complex ailments, indicating difficulty in adjustment to the planetary vibrations, such as allergies, as you would call them. End quote. I know this explanation really made a lot of sense to me and also helped me understand some of the difficulties I had been experiencing. And quite frankly, many of the difficulties many of the entities on Earth today are experiencing. This is very broad, from different versions of handicap, from mental to physical, to just the feelings of alienation, and of, of course, the allergies, which I know I've been suffering from particularly lately. I would recommend reading session 12.31, the follow-up question to this, where they discuss how to heal some of these physical ailments if you yourself have been experiencing some of these symptoms. I thought it was interesting to consider also the realization that this vibrational mismatch from the subconscious memory of the wanderer's home planet is enough to create this feeling of alienation, in that they're so used to their social memory complex operating in a loving manner that coming to Earth here and experiencing this separation is so alienating to them just shows how drastic of an adjustment this can be for a wanderer. I think this also helps explain why wanderers often don't fit in well here on Earth and feel a calling for something more significant than what we can see in this material world around us. Another risk, or catch, is that wanderers tend to be high-priority targets to the Orion group, or the negative entities, since they know the intentions of the wanderer is to provide positive service and to help increase the harvest of positive polarity entities. They can then target that entity or confuse the entity to minimize the impactfulness of their service or their ability to serve. And with that, I'd like to go over a few closing thoughts. Although being a wanderer does not give you any sort of special status or authority, this realization may help you remember your intended service, or at least begin to encourage you to open your heart and live with love for all. This realization may also bring you some peace of mind in possibly understanding why you are different than others, or also help you understand other people better in order to empower each other to help bring in this fourth density love. Although there hasn't been any absolute test to determine if you are a wanderer, there are usually pretty good indications made to you if you analyze your past memories in meditation or analyze your dreams. I am aware of one test that Scott Mandelker put together that may help you get started in the right direction to see if you're a wanderer. It's on his website, and I'll leave a link in the description of this episode if you'd like to take that test. And to further build on that, if you think you are a wanderer and are curious what density you might come from, I'd consider reading session 32.9, where Ra describes some of the characteristics of 4th, 5th, and 6th density wanderers. And with that, I'll end it there for now. 
I hope you found this information on Wanderers helpful. Please feel free to reach out to me if you have any topics you'd like me to discuss at lawofone.spiritualconcepts at gmail.com. Thank you. I am grateful for this opportunity. I leave you now in the love and in the light.